What liberals fear. Liberals are anxious, fearful, and easily affrighted. Many things seem to trigger them. Their reaction to Donald Trump appears to be so over the top it was diagnosed as Trump derangement syndrome. But there is also their phobia for guns shaped in the form of an AR 15. The list of things which generates an over the top reaction is too long to list here. It does seem as if they have two responses to stimuli total psychotic breakdown or disinterest. For example, they go bananas if a negative comment is made about gender identity but are totally bored by investigations into the long term impact of puberty blockers. While we may laugh at some of the acting out of liberals, the trauma liberals experience harms the way society functions and it hinders the possibility of reform. One cannot engage in useful dialogue with a deranged psyche. A person who feels there is a good chance you or the people you support will gun them and their families down with an assault gun is not going to debate gun issues with you. They are literally terrified for their lives. To understand liberals, we must understand reality. Most of us think we do, but we understand reality from a liberal perspective, even though we do not always understand them. We cannot understand liberals or reality unless we adopt the biblical view of reality. It's not important just to understand reality was created. We need to understand non Christians do not live in this reality. They are alienated both from God and the things of God. Non Christians are aliens in the fullest sense of the word. Liberals and conservative Christians do not share the same reality. There is no gray area in the Bible. There are not graduations of salvation. One does not grow into the family of God, nor do atheists renounce salvation in stages. This is why there is no evolution in Scripture. In our conversations, we may talk of the process of becoming a Christian. We may even speak about degrees of sin. In the Bible, there are saved persons and the unsaved. There are lost persons and saved persons. There are the sheep and the goat. There are no mongrels, no evolutionary intermediary forms. It is vital to understand where the line between the saved and lost is. All too often, Christians are passive observers of the campaign waged by secularists. The unbeliever is highly motivated to bring their narrative to the front. The line between believer and non believer is not where atheists tell you it is. People are not divided by if they are religious or not, despite what atheists claim. God divides us, not Satan. There is no religion that is of such a form that it is closer to Christianity than atheism. To restate this in a more direct way, religion is a category of things in which all members share more with atheism than they do with Christianity, which is explicitly excluded. This is why it is so important to understand there are only two rudimentary groups and one line of division. Until we make this first crucial step, We cannot understand this line is not where atheist or many religious people say it is. The line between saved and unsaved is where scripture puts it. The division between groups is drawn between those who live by the law of works and those who live by the law of faith. 
In secular terms, we can link these two groups to those who embrace ethics and those who live moral lives. Ethics is a system of law that define what it means to be legally good. Morality is a system grounded in values and centered on what philosophers call a first-order principle or maxim. Living a moral life is also referred to as living right. Law is opinion, expressed as a regulation, enforced by a justice system. In short, law is an opinion that can be stated in a way that can be regulated by an authority with the means to enforce compliance to the law. There is nothing virtuous about law, it is simply an opinion held by an agency with the power to make others toe the line. Law can just as easily be formulated by a bully, bring me your lunch money every day, or you will be beaten up, or a king, give me a tenth of what you produce, or you will be beaten up. A maxim or principle is formulated in much the same way a law is, but it is meant to stand on its own merits. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, is such a maxim. But no one is required to follow it and no repercussions follow from those who choose not to follow it. The power of a maxim rests on its reasonableness. There is a distinct difference between a theocracy and all systems of government implemented by human beings. And the difference rests on just this division between ethical and moral. A theocracy is a moral system, and a religion is an ethical system. Ethical systems have a governance system different from that employed by a theocracy. Moral systems depend on an objective standard of right and wrong. Morality is moral absolutism. If force is imposed to employ the maxim, morality is turned into a regulation and the governance becomes legalistic rather than theocratic. Morality is logical in that it is self-evident. This is not simply a philosophical issue, it is a political, economic, and religious issue. If moral virtue is at the core of a theocracy, then there is an absence of regulation and enforcement. Theocracy is not compatible with autocratic governance. Theocracy is not a mixed system in which secular legalists can exist side by side with theocrats. We may as well admit that liberalism is incompatible with theocracy. Liberalism rests on the legality of a social agenda. If liberals cannot formulate and enforce a social agenda, they have no justification for existing. The entire premise of liberalism is that society is rife with problems that can only be rectified through social engineering. Social engineering is not a moral problem but a legal one. Social engineering requires funding. The liberal is always a person who suspects people are not following a rule or regulation in the way they ought to. The outcomes are not as they ought to be. Liberals are always motivated by an ideal view of what society ought to look like. The liberal always envisions the ideal outcome. Liberals look at ends and justify the means implemented in order to achieve the end. The end is the desired ideal. Might makes right because it is the power of the liberal agencies that enable the ends envisioned by liberals to be fulfilled. To get this power liberals turn to democracy.
Democracy is a system that legitimizes the exercise of power by means of an election. The government is mandated to implement its social policy by a majority of voters giving them the authority of the majority. None of this is compatible with a theocracy. What the first-order principle is or how to define moral virtue can be and has been endlessly debated. What cannot be debated is that the enforcement of regulations requires a source of funding. It cannot be denied that regardless of the issues or the qualifiers one wishes introduced, the bottom line is everything we want, and value has a cost and if it has a cost, the cost must be paid. There is only one real question we must each answer, and that is who will pay the cost of what we get? We can make whatever excuses we wish, but in the final analysis, we either pay our own way or someone else has to subsidize us. If we live a moral life, we create no costs we cannot pay. If everyone does this, there is no state, there is no social justice, there is no social agenda to enact and enforce. This is what liberals fear. Liberals fear morality, they fear moral virtue because moral virtue robs them of their social agenda activities. Without this they are condemned to pay their own way and fund their life out of their own means. What liberals fear the most is having to pay their own way. This is the motivating factor behind legalism. The law enables and justifies expropriating resources to fulfill a social agenda. Liberals are always social reformers because they are socialists living their dream on someone else's dime. Conservatives live moral lives because we live within our means. Conservatives are focused on finding ways to live that do not require liberal social engineering. Conservatives can to some degree tolerate liberalism. Liberals cannot tolerate conservatives because conservatives need compliance. Liberals fear resistance to their social engineering ambitions. Socialists fear the self-reliant individual. Socialists fear those who do not need the government. If you are not a liberal and are not looking to be subsidized, you are a threat to the liberal agenda and the liberal social engineering ambitions.